I'm Amber, and welcome to my podcast, Bloom with Body, Birth and Baby. I'm a midwife, lactation consultant, and a mum to a baby girl. Bloom with Body, Birth and Baby is a podcast to bring you holistic education by professionals in the pregnancy, birth, and postpartum space to help you bloom into motherhood. I am so excited to teach alongside amazing experts to fill in the gaps of mainstream education to help you nourish your pregnancy, prepare for your birth, and turn the spotlight onto postpartum. I hope you love it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. This is another solo episode. I do have some amazing guests lined up, so you will be hearing from some incredible guests coming up in the coming weeks. It's just been a bit of a busy start to the year, and I think everyone's really feeling it. So it's just been really hard with trying to get people interviewed. So really looking forward to getting those out to you in the coming weeks. But since our last solo episode, we have gone through some changes and we have started night weaning in our household. So I thought I would go through that with you because I I mentioned it on Instagram and I had a lot of questions about it. A lot of people were asking me how I have gone about it. So in this episode, I am purely talking as a mum, as an IBCLC lactation consultant. I haven't really worked with families of babies or toddlers of this age where they're, where we're doing night weaning. I mostly work with younger babies. I mostly work with the fourth trimester, of course, sometimes a bit older, but more so those younger babies. So this is not something that I really had much knowledge about for the emotional side of things. Of course, I help people with weaning for the physical and emotional side of things early on, but hugely when you're night weaning a so winter is 14 months now so there's hugely her emotions that come into it and that was something that was very very new for me so I'm just going to talk about our experience and and how I've gone about it and how I've navigated it and how it's going I firstly just want to say sending all the love to anyone who has gone through night weaning it is a really really challenging thing and sometimes it might be for your mental health that it's something you need to do it could be for work reasons there can be it could be physical health reasons so many different reasons that people night wean or wean in general and it is such a it's such a challenging thing so I just want to say firstly however you have gone about it you have done amazing it is such a hard thing to go through so just sending love to anyone who has been in this in in this circumstance and there is no right way of doing it I think every family dynamic is completely different every child's temperament is completely different so I'm purely just sharing the way that I felt like it would work for our family so absolutely no right or wrong this is just the way that felt good for me to go about it So to start off with, I mentioned if you listened to the last solo episode, the Q&A episode, that we were having a bit of trouble with a a few weeks of two to three hourly wake-ups. So Winter had gone through a phase where she was waking really, really frequently overnight and then just going through phases where she just wanted to suck all night. So we'd sort of gone through a phase where we weren't co-sleeping as much because I was finding that that was my strategy was to just feed her 
back to sleep, put her back in her cot and then I jump in the bed, which is right next to her cot. And I was finding that was working for a little bit, but then we went back to co-sleeping because I was I was getting more sleep that way, but I would just wake up and I just felt like she was sucking all night. And I felt like she was waking up too just too much and it was going on for too long and I got to a point where I just felt like no nah, I'm we need to do this and to be honest I messaged but one afternoon I was really like I just felt like my nipples were killing me and it was just I just knew that we were at that time and I messaged a beautiful friend of mine who told me of her experience and she told me about the way that she had gone about it and I needed to hear as well that it had made a difference and you know of course it was so hard for her as well but it was making a huge difference I had another family that I know who again it was so hard but it had made a big difference for them as well and so I was just sort of looking for other stories and that's why I wanted to share my story as well for other people who who had done it and that it was actually helping. So I just sort of had to get to that point where I felt like it was the right time and it was the right thing to do because I knew that once I did it, it was very final. There's no going back for us. That's how I felt about it. So I had to sort of get to that that point, which I did get to. And it was in the afternoon where I thought, no, okay, I'm going to do it because I thought, oh, probably not best to do it tonight. I, I just kept making excuses. And I thought I'll never fully, fully be ready. I knew it was going to be such a hard thing to do, but I knew that it was it was time. So I had spoken about it with my husband and I, I said, I think my strategy will be that I will still be there with her and I'll be the one to do it. And then, so first night, I was so anxious I, when I was going to bed about that first wake up. So I went to bed and she woke up. I hadn't even really fallen asleep. I think she went to bed at, say, normal time around eight-ish and she woke up at 11. So I went in there and I just held her and I explained to her, we're not doing booby, we're not doing booby at night anymore. And I said, you know, but we're going to have lots of kisses and lots of cuddles and you can have baby in the morning. And so I just said that to her. And of course, she was screaming, which is heartbreaking. I, you know, she she screamed that first night more than she's ever screamed in her whole entire life. It was awful, absolutely awful. And I knew it would be awful. It, it was horrendous, but I just knew it was something that, you know, we, we had to do. And no matter when we were going to do it, I knew that we would go through this time where, where she would be really upset. So I got into bed with her and I did, you know, what we would normally do where I would lie down next to her, but I had a bunny there. I did have my silverettes on as well so that she could, if she was pulling it, they were covered. And I had her bunny that she really loves cuddling in front of my chest as well. And I just sort of said to her, you can cuddle bunny. We can have lots of cuddles and kisses, but we're not going to have booby until morning. And so again, she's crying, 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 crying. It was awful. And I said to her, I said, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset. And I just kept saying that to her. I just wanted to really validate her feelings that, you know, this is a really big thing for her. So I just kept saying that over and over and just really held that space for her. And I just sort of patted like did a combination of because sometimes she'd be pushing me away because she'd be so upset so which was awful as well absolutely awful but I was just lying right next to her patting her at times you know patting her hair giving her kisses giving her cuddles when she'd let me and she'd just yeah keep sort of 
it would go between grizzling and screaming, but she was very, very upset. And of course, I was a mess as well. I'm texting my husband who's just in the room literally across the hall. And I said, bring me tissues. And I was just, you know, I was bawling my eyes out as well. It was horrible. We are both bawling our eyes out. And then eventually, after me just, again, lying next to her, cuddling her, patting her, telling her it's okay to be sad and saying that I'm right here and I'm here for cuddles, I'm here for kisses, but we're just not doing booby until the morning and just really holding that space for her and really validating her feelings. Then eventually after two hours of crying, she rolled over and went back to sleep. And so this was about 1 a.m. and then she slept till 6 a.m. So I was like, oh, poor thing. I was probably exhausted from all the screaming. Like I said, it was more screaming than she's ever done in her whole entire life because even as a little baby, she had, a, of course, a little bit of witching hour as, as all babies do, but she was always so settled and happy to be on the breast. So it, it's always just been such a comfort of hers. And my sort of philosophy around it all is – as awful as it feels, I just know, you know, because of course as her mom, I just want to protect her and I want to make everything perfect for her and I just want her to be as comfortable and not be sad and all of these things. I just want to provide everything for her and give her the world. But I also know that the reality is that she is going to have to go through hard things in life and I just have to make her feel loved and safe and support her through those hard things. And this is one of those things because breastfeeding relationship is a two-way relationship and I want to keep breastfeeding for as long as, well, I want to keep breastfeeding as long as she wants to, but at the same time, she'll probably want to keep breastfeeding forever. So I will, I will definitely, well, I say this now again, like my plan is to wean around her second birthday like by today wean so my ideal is that we'll just do sort of a couple of feeds a day until around her second birthday and then fully wean because I doubt that she will self-wean but of course that night where she was screaming a, a huge fear oh gosh I'm gonna get emotional when I'm talking about it sorry and I'm not gonna edit this out like I'm just I'm just showing you exactly how how I feel about it because it is such a big thing and I just thought I hope that she doesn't this doesn't make her reject the breast entirely. I hope that this means that in the morning she doesn't want to, like I'm hoping because I haven't breastfed her overnight and I've sort of stopped that. I'm hoping that she still wants to breastfeed in the morning. That was a, a big fear of mine going into this because you just never know with, with babies and toddlers how they are going to react to things. Whew. But thankfully that next morning, it was so nice to see that she woke up at six and I just said, oh my gosh, you did so well. You did such good sleeping. And and I took her downstairs and, you know, really celebrated her and told her she did so well. And okay, it's morning now, the sun's up, we can have booby. And we sat there and we had a feed and a, and a cuddle and I really celebrated her. And she had a beautiful big feed and she was so happy and it was so nice that after two hours of crying overnight which was just awful for both of us to see the next day that she was absolutely fine she was so happy and that just felt really really relieving for me so that was a really really tough first night and I'd sort of said to myself going in it's going to probably be about three to five really hard nights and she will adjust but I just have to keep being there for her, holding space for her. And 
you know, a lot of people do it other ways in that. And it's, I guess I said it's all about what works for other families. I've had some friends whose partners go in and do it so that they're, the partner is the one to go in and settle the baby so that they they get used to a different parent settling. But I, I felt like, you know, I've been mostly co-sleeping with her since she was f- about five and a half months old when we went on our first holiday. That was the first time we started co-sleeping and... I just felt like that was a too big of adjustment. She has such a beautiful relationship with her dad, but I just felt like at nighttime, you know, I'm her comfort, I'm her safe person. For me personally, I just felt knowing her and her personality, I just didn't think that that was the right fit for us. I felt like I really needed to support her through this and I needed to still be that I needed to sleep next to her. I needed to to calm her. And that was a question of, you know, what what were the strategies that I used to help her go back to sleep through this night winning process? And it was to co-sleep with her. It was for me to be right there. And it was for me to provide comfort in other ways, such as, you know, giving her pats when she'll let me, giving her hugs and kisses. Some nights she'd just like really nestle under my chin, have her head under my chin and just sort of really cuddle me. Sometimes she'd let me sort of give her a little kisses sometimes she just wanted space and I just had to I had to just read her and I'd just lie next to her and just sort of talk to her as well we still kept everything the same where we had her white noise on she's in her sleep sack and like I said we're we are co-sleeping so all those things were the same it was just purely that I was not breastfeeding her and I was talking about it with a friend who hadn't been through this situation and you know I've spoken about it with a lot of people but for some reason you know how sometimes words just sort of hit you at a time that you really need it and you may have heard it a million times but it's just that one time you hear it where it really sinks in or a friend of mine said to her said to me you are not giving her any less comfort by not feeding her at night and that for me was such a light bulb moment and I was like oh it's so true like I'm just because I'm not breastfeeding her doesn't mean that I'm giving her any less comfort. I'm still right there. I'm still cuddling her. I'm still sleeping next to her. She's still getting so much comfort and love from me and support from me. It's just not by my breast. And there are other ways, of course, other ways to comfort your child. A lot of people parent without breastfeeding and, and they still have beautiful, beautiful relationships with their babies and with their children. So, you know, even though for me, I'm so used to breastfeeding her, if anything, I'm giving her more comfort because I'm, you know, giving, I've got more presence with her, but it's just a big adjustment for her. And it's just going to take that time for her to adjust to it being different. But babies do adjust and it's amazing how, you know, they they really can adapt quite quickly. And from there, from that first night, it did improve quite dramatically. So the next couple of nights actually, well, the next night, for example, she was slept sort of 7.30 till 10. Then she woke up. She was unsettled for about sort of 45 minutes. She wasn't screaming, but she was just sort of grizzling because she'd roll over and like want to have the breast and she remembered that she wasn't able to have it so she yeah it was a little bit grisly but then she actually fell back asleep so she rolled over because again she's 14 months old so she does actually just roll over naturally and, and sleep on sort of her side slash tummy a bit now but she rolled over and she went back to sleep till seven and I was like wow okay I could see the light after that second night I was like wow from doing weeks of two to three hourly wake-ups by me sort of putting these boundaries in place, 
she is actually not waking up for the breast. And so she's settling. She's, of course, babies always, as we do as adults, when we sleep and babies, when they sleep, they, of course, have wake-ups, but she just settles herself back to sleep without fully, fully being awake and needing that sort of support to fall back asleep. And so then night three was like a real incredibly incredible sort of night for us where she went to bed at eight she woke up sort of she always sort of wakes up between that sort of between 10 and 12 at the moment so she went to bed at eight she woke at 10 30 she grizzled for a minute so I picked her up out of her cot gave her a cuddle laid her down next to me in the bed jumped into bed with her and just sort of gave her a pat she grizzled for a minute literally one minute and then she rolled over and she went back to sleep and she slept until 6am. I could not believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe it. So then, yeah, we kept having some really good nights like that where again, she'd sort of wake up around that, like sort of 10 ish or between 10 and 11. And then she would just need a, a little bit of a comfort pat fall back asleep really quickly and then you know one of the nights she slept from sort of four she woke up at four I just sort of gave her that reassurance and she was quite restless until five but five she was fully awake so then I thought okay well five o'clock is morning so I said to her and I was really tired so it was this night that I said to her okay well it's 5 a.m it's morning so let's you know you can have booby now in the morning and I did a feed and then she slept till 7 30 and then I was finding that she started again doing really well at that first resettle, but around that sort of between four and five, she would absolutely crack it and want to have a feed. And so then we had a night when, and I had wondered as well whether, like, how would it go if there's something else going on that's causing any sort of pain for her? So, what teething or any other issues? And we did have a night where she had a lot of discomfort. I don't want to go into too much detail. I'm, I'm very conscious of, you know, her. I, I don't want to, you know, give too much detail about what things that are going on for her because she is her own little person as well. But, you know, she did have a night where she was in a lot of discomfort. And that was a really, really, really hard night. So she slept from 8 to 12 and then she was unsettled for for two hours so for two hours really unsettled and that was a night where it was so hard not breastfeeding because I knew that sucking and it's like pain relieving for them and it it gives them that comfort and I I was so tempted but I knew that I was like if I do if I do it I just feel like we've come all this way and she'll keep expecting and wanting to have a breastfeed so as hard as it was for me not to to do it I just had to think we've come so far I have to provide clear and consistent messaging to her I don't know where I I heard that but I just remember hearing someone say with toddlers and babies they adapt very well but they need clear consistent messaging so I just kept having that in my mind like I have to be clear I have to be consistent I knew that this was this is the best thing for for both of us to to just breastfeed during the day at the moment so that was a really hard night but then she did sleep really really well until about 8 a.m and I think I just sort of felt like oh it'll be the first few you know three to five nights and then she'll just adapt but again nothing is ever linear with babies and it has been a roller coaster so I've had amazing nights where even the other night she slept for about an hour and then something woke her up and 
I was actually <laughs> having a little pamper night for myself. So I just painted my nails and I was sitting there with wet nails and she woke up and well, she never wakes up after an hour. So that was a bit strange. So my husband went in and again, like I've always been the one to settle her overnight. My husband went in, he put her on the bed. He was just lying next to her. I could hear her from the other room. She grizzled for two minutes, rolled over and went back to sleep and slept until morning. It was like 5.30 or 6 o'clock. So I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that she settled for him and then she slept the whole rest of the night. So that was really good. But then again, like last night, for example, it was another sort of night where she was quite grizzly. She slept for a few hours. I went in, put her in the bed and she grizzled on and off for about 45 minutes. And then she woke up at 20 past five again. So she's sort of doing these early mornings. But one thing that was something that I didn't do well was feeding her back to sleep at 5am because I was saying to her, it's morning, you can have booby now. But we were still in bed together and we'd, we'd both fall back to sleep for another couple of hours, which was lovely for for me and so needed for me to get those few hours extra sleep. But at the same time, it felt like night for her because it's still dark, like it's quite dark here in the mornings at 5am. So I don't feel like I did that very well. And again, these things are just trial and error where you just have to figure out what works. So now if we just get up and we go downstairs and if she needs a feed, I say to her, well, it's morning, we're up with coffee machines on. My husband gets up really early. So, you know, we're all awake. So it's more clear messaging to her that that it is morning. So, yeah. So look, I mean, we're about a week and a half in now and yeah, it's been, it has been a bit of a roller coaster. And I expect it to continue to be a bit of that for a while. Like I, I think regardless, it has been a positive change for us because we have not had two to three hourly wake-ups since I started. So we've had those sort of at least four or five-hour stints, but most nights actually longer than that even, which after doing two to three hourly wake-ups for a few weeks is just an absolute Oh, it's just been amazing to have more chunks of sleep. So that's been really good. I think another hard thing that I didn't quite expect, well, not that I didn't expect, but it still just came as a bit of a shock how clingy she has been during the day. And because I've been very clear with her about, because I keep saying to her during the day, I've made up a little song, which is just a little tune to No Booby at Night. And I keep singing that and she dances and she, so that she knows, I keep reminding her that we have No Booby at Night. And so I just keep sort of sending that message to her because we've always just done little songs to things ever since she was a baby about changing her nappy and about, you know, the things she's eating. I've just always made everything into a little little sort of tune a little song so I've kept saying to her no booby at night no booby at night all the way through but she has just been wanting to feed so much during the day so that's been a really tricky thing and we are still in that one to two nap transition and it depends as well on whether she wakes up at 5 5:30 if we're starting her day at 5:30 or if she goes back to sleep for a couple of hours and then we wake up at 8 so of course that changes and how our day sort of runs and and how our day goes so the days have been very all over the place at the moment and like I said it's been quite challenging because she has just wanted to feed so much 
during the day at the moment. So that's been a really, really tough thing. And I am going to put more boundaries in place. I'm not worried about that because I know it's so it's so much easier to drop feeds during the day. So I really hope want to get to a point where I'm just sort of feeding to sleep for her nap and feeding to sleep at night. But at the moment, she is wanting it a lot more than that. And I'm okay with that while we transition. It's not sustainable. I don't want to keep doing this many feeds that I'm doing currently, but I know a lot of other women who have been night weaning have been in the same boat where their babies just really need that comfort and connection during the day with with breastfeeding and as I said I'm just so relieved that she didn't fully fully wean because I do really want to keep up uh, ideally one or two feeds a day for most of this year if I can and if that's still feeling right for us I, I always say you know you do what feels right until it doesn't anymore and then make a change so feeding to sleep at night worked for us for so long I'm so grateful we had that it's been amazing but I got to the point where it was no longer working so it was time to make a change and babies are very clever they can adapt it's just yeah it's about doing it in a way that feels good for you and having support as you do that so that has been our journey so far it's still of course going to be a roller coaster and you know some nights will be better than others I fully do expect that but that's where we're at and overall it has been a very very challenging thing to do highly emotional for both of us but at the same time it has created a lot of positive change the fact that my husband was able to resettle her the fact that we have been having those big chunks of sleep and even though she has been wanting to feed a lot more she generally has been still been really happy during the day which has been really nice to see because that was something I was worried about so I hope that that helps anyone who is on a similar journey as I said different things will work for different people this is just the way I have gone about it and I do feel really proud of how we have gone about it I just feel like it's very much aligned with my values of being very nurturing to her that's always my number one thing is I just want to be so nurturing to her and make her feel safe and loved but this was something that I really needed to do for me and it's been really really good for me to be able to have that sleep and and not have to have those constant feeds overnight so thank you so much for listening thank you for joining me for another episode of bloom with body birth and baby if you enjoyed this episode i would be so grateful for you to leave a five-star review to help this podcast grow and to bring you more amazing guests and don't forget to press subscribe 